is up, Victory Life. So good to see you all tonight. Hello to everyone outline, online out there watching tonight. Um, first of all, you know, before I get into the message tonight, I just want to take a second to do one thing. Um, you know, I just want to say one thing. You know, Pastor, we're thankful for your leadership through this time, all you've done for us. And if you're out there watching online, I want you to give your thanks to our pastor. But everybody give a hand for him right now through this time of the season, you know. You know, pastors, uh, they definitely don't have it easy right now. You know, it's a crazy season. And so for their leadership, I really appreciate Pastor him being there in my life and also in this time for all of you. And I'm sure you can all agree. So thank you for that, sir. Um, so real quick before we get started, I'm going to take a drink of water. Ah, good stuff. Y'all know it's been hot out there, right? Um, how many movie fans we got in the house? Anybody here a movie fan? All right, let's see. Is anybody an Avenger fan? The Avengers, right? Okay. Well, how about, what's your favorite Avenger? Do we got any uh, Captain America fans? Just whoop, whoop, sure. No, no. Spider-Man? Woo! Hulk? Woo. All right, well, I just happen to be an Iron Man fan, okay? I don't know if any of you guys are Iron Man fans, but I just like Iron Man. And there's one moment that stands out particular to me, and I like to call it, you know, the great, greatest Avenger moment, okay? And if you've seen the movies, it's cool. I'm not going to try to spoil it for you. I'm just going to tell you a little in line there. Um, in the most recent Avenger film, uh, you know, the bad guys are there, they're in a battle, obviously, you know, things aren't going good, obviously, you know, but Iron Man's on the ground, he looks like everything's about to lose hope, but then there's this line he says, right as that movie's getting ready to wrap up at the end, and it just sums it all, he just says, simple as this, I am Iron Man, I was like, man, that's deep, <laughs> yeah, right, I am Iron Man, but you know why it's so deep, it's because at that moment, despite Tony Stark, you know, because, you know, Tony Stark actually is Iron Man, right? Despite all that, at that moment, Tony Stark knew who he was. He knew his source of strength. He knew in that moment when everything was going down to the line and, you know, the world was about to end, the bad guys were about to win, that, hey, I am Iron Man. And, you know, I got all the strength I need, and so right now we're going to win. And you know what? Hey, not the spoiler alert here, but, hey, the Avengers win, okay? So, awesome. Yeah. So, uh... You know, I'd like you to think tonight about what drives you to your victory, you know. And you can think about this in different areas of your life. You know, you may have different challenges you are facing. Um, there's different things going on. What is your ultimate source of strength? You know, some might say, hey, my kids are my source of strength. Some might say it's my career. Some might say it's my friends, my desire to succeed and be a success. Some might even say that anger drives me to be a success, you know. There are those out there, you know. That's their forces pushing people on to be something greater. It's pushing them. It's their inner strength. But here's the thing about all of those things. Even though family can be good, you know, friends can be good, you know, careers can be great. At some point, all of those things can fail and will fail, ultimately. People will let you down. Careers can let you down. They can end. You know, we know right now in this pandemic, sometimes some people had great careers, but just because of the way things have went, they, they don't have them anymore. And so it's a tough time. You know, you got to have faith in something greater. And so... What if I told you this? What if I told you there's a source that you can have your strength, okay? You can rely on a source in your strength, and you can know that this source, you're going to have the victory no matter what, every single time. Every single time, there's a source of strength you can have where you can come out and be like the greatest Avenger, okay? You can come out and be victorious every single time. Because there's going to be situations in this life, and guys, we can relate to this right now. There's going to be situations in this life that you can do absolutely nothing about on your own. And we can see that for this. There's going to be you know, viruses, pandemics. There's going to be things going on with the government and the country. You know, you're going to be losing jobs. There's going to be family members hurting. 
You know, there's going to be addictions and things out there. There's so many things going on in this broken world. There's evil. There's death. There's sickness. There's going to be things that on your own, you are powerless to do anything about it. They're going to create hopeless situations. And when those hopeless situations arise, you know what? They require something greater than the situation. Because you've got to have hope in something. But if everything's hopeless, you've got to have something greater than the hopelessness. See, and as believers, we need to place our hope in God. God, because he's greater than any situation, okay? Any situation out there. You know what? He is the undisputed victor. That's kind of the title of this message tonight. Yeah, you can be excited about that. If you're going to clap, you better clap. God is the undisputed victor. I'm going to clap about that. So look. So viruses, pandemics, things going on in the world, you know, you see evil, heartbreak. There's a lot of sadness in this world right now, but that does not change the fact that our God is still the ultimate victor. He's never lost. And that's why I chose the title of this message tonight, Undisputed, because there's no question and there's no answer that the God that created the universe, our God, is victorious through every situation and every circumstance we can encounter in this life. But guys, you got to know it. you got to know that truth and you got to rest in that truth. You know, because it's easy to get caught up in the outside of the world and not rest in the truth. So in the book of Judges, you know, we're going to settle there tonight as we're going to do some learning. We can see the Israelites, they faced hopeless situations all the time. You know, they just repeated hopeless situations because you know what they did? They continued to turn to God for help, but then they would turn to idols and forget what God did for them, and they would continue failing. And then God would continue to send leaders, and leaders would deliver them, and then they would fall into the same trap again. So the book just continues to show this pattern. When they were oppressed, they'd cry for help. God would hear their call, and he would deliver them. One of these leaders that we're going to talk about tonight um, is Gideon. So just to sum it up real quick, in the Midianites, and if you're going to turn their nights in Judges chapter 6, if you're online, we're going to go to Judges chapter 6, and starting right there in verse 1. So just to sum it up here, we'll start right here to give us some background. It says, again, the Israelites did evils in the eye of the Lord. So look, so they repeated their process. For seven years he gave them into the hand of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in the mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. You know, it's got to be bad when you've got to run to live in caves, right? We think we have it bad, but they're hiding to go live in caves. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. So there they are crying out for help because they're impoverished. They have nothing. They are, they're at their last edge. They can't even survive because there's no food, literally nothing in the land for them. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said this. This is what the Lord of God Israel says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of your oppressors. I drove them from before you. And gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the God of the Amorites in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. Wow. And you can say right there, what was he doing? He was just summing up the fact for them that, hey, I'm your God. I'm undisputed. There's no other God that is undisputed. The Egyptians thought their gods were undisputed. And look what I did to them. 
I brought you out and I saved you from all their slavery, didn't I? I saved you from their hand of bondage. They thought they were the greatest on the planet. You know what he did? If you go back in that story, the Ten Commandments, and you read all that stuff, you know, it's really cool. Parting the Red Sea, God defied every single God that the Egyptians had. Every plague that stood up to something, he was standing in the face of it and defying it, saying, your God is false. I am God. I am undisputed. Put your hope in me, and I will bring you the victory. So today, guys, my encouragement for you is, where is your hope at? Have you become sidetracked like the Israelites did? It's easy to do. It's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to get caught up on the things of the world and be like, man, there's so much craziness going on in this world. What is God going to do? When is he going to do something? You know, when's he going to come through? I don't know. What's going to happen? It's easy to let worry and fear take over and get in his mind, and it just starts going. But none of that is from God. None of that is from God. So, see, every Christian, you know, as a believer, every Christian needs to have this faith, this ultimate source, okay? You've got to have your faith in God that he is the ultimate source of strength. Your strength's not going to come from anywhere else, okay? It's going to come from that ultimate source in God that he is the undisputed champion. He is the victor. And there are three ways that God shows he triumphs regardless of the situation. Regardless of the situation. Because God, he's undisputed. He's the undisputed champion. So, number one, we'll pick up in Judges 6, verse 11. Actually, let's back, yeah, verse 11, let me start there. It says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah and that belonged to Joash, the Abazarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress to keep it from the Midianites. First of all, the reason this is like weird is because he's hiding, he's thrusting it in the wrong place, okay? A wine press is like something that's hiding in a level, so he's very afraid. So he's pressing, he's doing his wheat stuff, so they can't see him and they can't find it. He's trying to hide it, okay? When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. It's out of nowhere, right? Wow, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. He's hiding. He says this, but sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of the Midian? How do we relate that to modern times and day and say, where is God now? How has he abandoned us? What's going on in our nation? Why is it falling apart? Right? Sounds familiar, right? What's going on? Why is there so much turmoil in the world? It'd be easy to do that, wouldn't it? But you know what God says in the midst of all that? He's saying, hey, mighty warrior, you're an overcomer. Why are you an overcomer? Because I'm your God. Amen. Amen. So let's keep reading. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? So there's a reminder right there. Am I not sending you? God is sending you today to somebody, somewhere, someone, whatever situation you're facing. God is giving you the strength to encounter that situation and to overcome it. He's the undisputed champion and he is on your side. But Lord Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I'm the least in my family. Then the Lord answered, I'll be with you. And together we will strike down the Midianites. We're all the Israelites and God together, they'll strike down Midian. So God's giving him some more encouragement. Once again, hey, look, I'm with you and I'm sending you. Go get it. Another reminder. Where are you, God? Here's a reminder. Look what I did. Here's a reminder. Look what I did. Look who I am. Know who you are. Know who you are, guys. Know where your strengths come from. So, God triumphs. Right here, I want you to know this. God was calling him a mighty warrior. And the number one thing about this is God triumphs despite human weakness. He triumphs despite human weakness. He can call the weakest and the least, and he's going to use them to be his warrior. 
He called Gideon and said, you know what? You may think you're the weakest in this clan. You may think you're the weakest in all. Really, you may look like you're the weakest, but guess what? It doesn't matter. I don't go by what this world shows and what it sees and what you look like because guess what? I'm the undisputed champion, and I'm calling you, and today we're going to have that victory. So despite human weakness, you get the victory, guys. Despite human weakness, despite the things going on, God triumphs over human weakness. He keeps triumphing. So despite Gideon's doubt, God called him a mighty warrior. Like, what? Like, God, I doubt you. I don't know what's going on. Can I really do this? Hey, mighty warrior. And guess what? When God says something, he's speaking it into existence. It's not just saying a word. God's word is life. And when he speaks it, it happens. Boom, like that. Hey, you mighty warrior. Me? Yes, you. God spoke it. What's God saying over you today? You know, hey, the answers for what God's saying over you today, it's right here in this word. There's a lot he's saying about you. There's a lot he wants you to know in the midst of turmoil in this world. There's a lot he wants you to know that, hey, I sent my son Jesus to die for you. The things going on in this world, they're not going to affect you and bring you down. There's a lot he wants you to know that, hey, in Christ, you are an overcomer. Know who you are. In Christ, you have freedom. In Christ, you've been set free from the things of this world, the things that are trying to keep everybody down. You don't have to let them keep you down because, guess what? I'm the undisputed champion, and I'm your God. Okay, yes, God is for us. You know what else? God is true to his word. He is true to his word. You know, Numbers tells us this. God's not human that he should lie. He's not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he not speak, then act? Does he not promise, and then fulfill? That's just another reminder. God doesn't lie. God said it. It's happening, guys. It's happening. What did he say? Hey, he said, you know what? I've delivered you. I've delivered you. Some of us today, you know, we're in those tough situations right now, but we don't realize that God's already delivered us from our situation. He's already brought us victory because, you know, even though I'm reading you this story and telling you about Gideon right now, Gideon did not have Jesus. You have Jesus. You have Jesus. And guess what? Jesus already brought the victory when he hung on the cross. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, it is finished. The work is done. What does that mean? Does that, does that mean we're not going to have troubles in this world? Does that mean there's not going to be an army in front of you to face? Does that mean, you know, Gideon had an army. For you, it may be, you know, an addiction. It may be, you know... Um, a lost job and a career, maybe family members struggling that aren't believers. It may be the world and the economy and everything collapsing around you and all this evil and hate going on. What do I do when all these people are hating me? Guess what? You, you find your source of strength in Jesus. You have your confidence in knowing who you are. Stand bold in who you are, child of God. Stand bold in who you are. Amen. Secondly, I want you guys to know this. God triumphs despite human understanding. Let's pick up in Judges 7. So 7, one. Early in the morning, Jeroboam, that's Gideon, and all his men camped in the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moriah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hand. Say what? God, you call me to do these people. I'm the weakest of the least. I got an army together, and now you're telling me I have too many men. Hey. God triumphs despite human understanding. Here's what he says. He said, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian to their hands. In order that Israel may not boast against me and that her own strength has saved her, announce now to the people, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. 22,000 seems like a pretty good army when you're facing you know, an army where you can't even count their camels, right? That's what it said about them. 
Midianites in the beginning couldn't even count them. <laughs> but the Lord said again, hey, there's still too many. I had 22,000, now I got 10,000, now there's still too many, God? That doesn't even make sense. You know, God, we're subtracting here. Shouldn't we be building the army? I mean, you know, God, there, there's a virus out there. There are cases going on. There's things going on in this world right now. Shouldn't you be doing something about it? Shouldn't we be hearing something better in the news? You know, shouldn't we, you know, God, what are all these people out there riding for in protest? Shouldn't they be stopping right now? Shouldn't something be different? It doesn't make sense, God. Aren't you coming through? Aren't you God? Aren't you going to do something? Hey, just because it don't make sense in these eyes doesn't mean God's not working. God's not working. He is working. And he wants you to know he's undisputed. He wants you to know he's got you. He wants you to know, hey, I've got the victory. Put your trust in me. So let's keep reading here. Pick up on uh, verse 4. But the Lord said, there's still too many men. Take them down the water. I'll sift through for you there. I'll say to this one, go, and he shall go. But if I say to this one, shall not go, he shall not go. So Gideon took the man down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues like a dog and those who kneel down and drink. So we don't really get any reference to here why that was the way God did it, but it just gives us a picture of why it happened that way. You know, you can guess and why and have many different guesses of why that's the way, but all we know and we can see from the story is this is the way it's happened and God chose 300 men. So 300 men lapped with their hands to their mouth. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. And the Lord said, hey, with these 300 men that lapped, I'll save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other men go to each his own place. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites. They took their tents. They kept the 300 men, took over the precision and the trumpets of the others. So he had this huge army. Now he's got 300 men. Like, wow, we're going to face an army and we have 300 men. But God triumphs despite human understanding. So in human terms, it doesn't make sense to cut your army down to 300. But you know what God says? In Isaiah, it says, hey, as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Don't try to figure it out. Just trust me. Just trust me. That's where, that's where the victory lies at, guys. It lies in that trust. It lies in that faith, having that faith in our God, the undisputed champion. See, faith in God alone is all we need, bottom line. And that's what God wanted us to realize. He wanted his people to realize, hey, you can get 300, you can get one, you can get five, you can get whatever it may be. Better with few than with many because I'm the one that brings the victory, not your men, not your army. I'm going to give you the strength and we're going to win because I'm the undisputed champion and I'm your God. So, thirdly, our God triumphs, guys. God triumphs despite the human odds, okay? We can look at the odds and the odds can be drastic. You know, in worldly terms, when you look at the opponent and you say, man, we're outnumbered, 10 to 1, the odds aren't looking good. But when you have the underdog, we like to call that underdog in these terms, no underdog. But guess what? God specializes in using underdogs. It's a great thing about God. Um, and you can just go back and look at the whole scripture, and you can see the story of David and Goliath. What did David do? David killed Goliath, the giant, the big champion, right? You can even look at Jesus. Where did he come from? He came from Joseph being a carpenter, right? They're like, hey, this guy's just a carpenter, but he was the son of God, okay? And the Pharisees didn't even believe it. Why? Because he didn't look like some big king warrior that they thought he was going to be. Because God doesn't go by these human terms, he doesn't go by understanding, and he doesn't go by the odds. He defies the odds, he defies human understanding because his ways are higher than ours. So is your trust with him? Is your trust with him? Yes, that's what God does. He triumphs despite the human odds. So look, so Gideon could have just looked at this army right here he was facing. Let's keep reading here and see what he says. In verse, uh, verse 12. 
The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern people settled in the valley, thick as locusts. <laughs> Their camels can no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. So that's a lot of people. That's what he's looking at right now. So he could just say, wow, God, um, you know, this 300 men, I don't think we're going to be able to do it. Uh, it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. We're going to, we're going to, God, you know, like you really need to come through and do something because we ain't going to make it. But here's what, here's what the cool thing is about the story. And I'll have to back up here some because early on in this chapter, for sake of time, as God had called Gideon, God wanted, he wanted proof that God was telling him to do what he had. He wanted to see something happen. So, you know, he went and did a test for God. He went and laid it on the ground. He's like, God, if this fleece, you can lay it on the ground. If it's wet, if it's wet, I know it's you. You know, God honors it. He goes again. He says, if this is wet and the ground's wet and this is dry, hey, you know what? I know it's you. So God honored him at that too and did that too. But here's the thing. God wanted him to believe him right off the bat. He didn't want him to do those things. That ain't the way it needs to be. Because we're reading stories right now in the Bible, just because the story is there, it doesn't mean we need to act exactly like them. So what we need to learn is the lessons from them and learn that from this passage right now, we're learning that God is undefeated champion. He can bring the victory despite circumstances, okay? That's what we're learning from this passage. We're not learning, that, hey, maybe I should test God and see if it's him. That's not what you learn from this passage. Don't be like Gideon, okay? Just know right off the bat and have faith in God. That's what God wants to teach us. He wants to teach us that I am the undisputed champion. I bring the victory. If you have faith in me, you're going to be okay. That's all you need. That's all you need is faith in me. So now that he's done did that, Gideon's still a little bit of afraid. He's done cut down 300 men. He's done tested God. He said, God, I'm not sure this is you. So he's still got a little bit of fear. So God gives him this answer. He wants to give him some reassurance. He says, so Gideon, at verse, 12, or verse 13, I'm sorry, Gideon arrived just as a man was telling his friend this dream. He's down in the enemy camp now, by the way. He said, I had a dream. He was saying, a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such a force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. What? When Gideon heard the dream and the interpretation, he worshiped God. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing them into 300 men and the three companies, he placed trumpets in an empty jar and hands all of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow the trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow your trumpets. Shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the 300 men with him reached the edge of the camp. And at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard, they blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew their trumpets and smashed their jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding, holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon, while each man held his position around the camp. All the Midians that couldn't be counted, remember there were so many of them, all the Midians ran, crying out as they fled. 300 men in jars and torches. Why? Because God triumphs despite the human odds. God triumphs despite what everything looks like, and you just have to put your trust in him and know, hey, God's got this, we got the victory. And he knew, he knew that, he knew that, Gideon was going to need a little bit of help there. He said, man, I know you're shaking right now, so I'm going to give you a little boost. You're going to hear this. And as soon as he heard that, he said, wow, you know what, God? I had an aha moment. I know you're for me. I was, what, what was I thinking? I missed it all along. You're God. 
I mean, you delivered us from Egypt. You destroyed the Egyptians. I'm just reminded of that right now, God. Wow. Who are you? Right? How, isn't that how we be sometimes? We'd be like, yeah, I read the Bible. I know what it says. I know what it says. I, I, know, the, I, know. I know. I know God. You know, he part of the Red Sea. Yeah, that God. I know he used David to kill Goliath. I know. I know. It's just a story. I know. I'm facing a tough time right now. I know. I know Jesus came. He died for my sins. I know. I know. I know. I know. Do you really? Maybe you need an aha moment right now. God needs to bring you to your reminder and say, hey, guess what? I'm talking to you tonight. I'm telling you I'm the undisputed champion. Put your faith in me, and you're going to overcome. Amen? Amen. Man, get excited up here. You know something Jesus says about this? He says, hey, he's talking to his disciples. He says, you have a little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can stay to this mountain, move from here to there. It'll be done for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. What? It's not so mustard seed. It's all we need. That's all God's calling us to have faith, the small of mustard seed, to actually step out and trust him and believe what he said and believe his word and to trust him 100% and go all in and say, God, I know you're for me. I know things don't look good right now. I know I'm really struggling. But guess what? I know more than that, you're the undisputed champion. I know you're my God. Do you need some triumph in your life tonight? Do you need some triumph in any area of your life, whatever it may be, whatever you're facing right now, God wants to bring you triumph. He wants you to know that he is the triumphant one and he's for you. So God calls the Midianites, okay, he calls them to turn on each other. And if you read down a little further there, let's see. In verse 22, when the 300 men sounded the trumpets, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. So not only did he cause them to run, but all these thousands of people, this huge army, God calls them to turn on each other. Here's the thing. Why? Because God not only is going to even the odds, he's going to turn them around. So when you're facing that situation in your life, just know God's for you. God always wins. God is undisputed, guys. He's your God. So it's important for us to realize where our source of strength comes from. It's important to realize that it's God that brings the victory. Not me, not you, not whoever's down the street, not whatever army you have faith in. It's God. It's God alone. God brings the victory. He wants you to put your trust in him. Now, I know today there are people out there struggling with so much. Things are going on right now. But I want you to know if there is hope. And if you're watching online, tonight, there is hope for you right now. So much hope for you. God loves you so much. And he, the victory is there, guys. The victory is there. Things may look bleak, but the victory is there because it's on the other side of all this stuff. You can't see the victory, but the victory is there, and it's coming for you right now. It's coming for you right now. If you have faith in God and choose to trust him, step out and trust him. Just believe what he said. Just believe that you are overcoming. Just believe that that addiction is not going to win. Just believe that it's not going to win. Just believe that that failed opportunity, that it's not going to win. That failed job is not going to win. Just believe that it's not going to win. That sickness, that when you went to the doctor and they said, you got six months to live, just what did God say? He's giving you some hope. Trust in him right now. He is the undisputed champion. He is the undisputed champion, guys. Put your faith and your power in your God. Turn everything else off right now. There's so much going on. There's so much confusion, distraction, because other voices are speaking louder. They're speaking louder than God speaking in your life. The loudest voice you need to have comes from your champion, God. Psalmist says it like this, my help comes from the Lord. He's the maker of the heaven and the earth. He made everything here, everything we're dealing with, 
it doesn't matter because he created it all. He is the highest source of power in the universe, and he's our God, and he chooses to love every single one of you individually. And there's not one he loves more than the other. He doesn't show favoritism. He's just waiting for you to come to him and say, God, I love you. And just like Gideon had to do when he said, oh, God, I worship you. He had to worship him after God gave him that final dream. Because you know what? He had to repent from all the times he kept not worshiping God. And he kept saying, God, I don't believe if it's you. If it's you, show me a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. But guess what? It's time for some of us to repent and come back to God and say, I trust you. I know you've already showed me all you need to show me. Now I trust your word. Now I'm standing on it. Now I know I'm an overcomer because you are undisputed and you are my God and you love me. Amen? Amen. So a quick reminder here. God triumphs despite human weaknesses. He can use the weakest or the least. It doesn't matter what you look like. You may say, I'm the weak. God can triumph in your life. He can use you to triumph in a family member's life, whatever it may be. He can use you to sow a seed and speak a word into their life right now. If you know somebody that's not a believer, you're believing for it tonight. God triumphs despite human weaknesses. God triumphs despite human understanding. Things aren't going to make sense. Sometimes they're just going to look flat out crazy. But you know what? God triumphs despite that. And God triumphs despite the odds. You know, sometimes the odds are going to be way against you. They're going to be stacked so far against you in this natural realm. But guys, but the cool thing about God is we don't have to look in this natural realm. Just like when the army, forgetting he was facing, there were thousands of them. They couldn't even count them. They got their victory because God was bigger. He didn't, he didn't just even the odds. He turned them around. Same thing he wanted them to know he did with the children in Egypt. He said, I delivered you from Egypt. I split that Red Sea. Remember what I did. I am undisputed. You know, and Ephesians 6 tells us this. It says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You know, sometimes we like to be strong in our own strength. But it's at that moment we choose to surrender to God Say, God, I'm all in, I'm all yours. Because we find our ultimate source of strength. See, you've got to know where your source of strength comes from, guys. You have to know it in here. No one else can teach you, you know, get you that. You have to know where your source of strength comes from. And you, you get that by being in this, by being in the Word, by having a relationship with Jesus. That's how you know where your source of strength comes from. Know that God, he's greater than impossible. You know, the word impossible does not exist with God. There are things in this world and this planet going on. There are things that look impossible right now. There are things like, God, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but guess what? There's no impossible with God. He's already overcome. He already has a plan. He's, he's victorious. God, he's, God is victorious. So you've got to have faith that God's going to bring the victory. He's going to bring your victory. And you know what? That victory may not look how you have planned. And like I said, it may not make sense. And there will be some battles. They still had to go down and fight the army. You know, the battle, the army did disappear completely. They were still going and trusting God. They were still running into a camp full of thousands of people with swords. And, but they were trusting God all the way. And so as you encounter your battles in life, you know, things may look tough, but trust God all the way. While, while you're fighting the good fight, it's fighting the good fight of faith, guys, all the way through. You know that your God is with you and he's greater. You're not going to give up. See, Jesus told us this. He gave us some direction about having faith. He said, have faith in God. He was talking to his disciples. I'll tell you the truth. If anyone says this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you've received it, and it will be yours. Why? Because you have faith in God. And you believe that when you pray, God hears and God moves. But you got to have a part to play in this. 
You got to believe and you got to not doubt. You know what else? You got to trust God. And you know what else? You have to come to God and you have to acknowledge him as the ultimate source of strength. And you have to leave your ways behind that you used to live in of doubt and unbelief and going back and forth. See, James tells us like this. He says, you must believe and not doubt because one who doubts, he's like a wave in the sea, blown, tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Why? Because their faith wasn't really resting in God. It was going back and forth between the circumstances and the world and the things that were going on. Just like Gideon was going, God, if it really is you, I know you call me, maybe, maybe it's you, please show me. Um, God, I just need some help right now. No one, but God, all along God said what he did, at the very, very beginning, the first thing he said, he declared, you are a mighty warrior. You're a mighty warrior. God's declaring some things over you tonight, guys. So you have to make up in your mind. Trust God. He's going to triumph. And here's the thing. You can either believe it or not believe it. It's as simple as that. There's no two camps. <laughs> you either trust God or you do not trust God. And that's the hardest thing for us to realize sometimes. We like to be in between and like, oh, there's some middle ground. I know I'm trusting, but I'm doubting. But you got one or the other. Yeah. You either believe or don't believe. There's belief and there's non-belief, right? There's no something in the middle. <laughs> there's belief and non-belief. Are you a believer or not a believer? Are you a Christian or a non-Christian? What is it? What are you? Have faith in God, guys. Once you believe, you truly lock in your source of strength. You truly lock in that source of strength. And I want to remind you, just like at the beginning, I was talking about, you know, Iron Man. He's at that moment. You know, he's bringing that victory. He boldly declared who he was. Bully said, hey, I'm Iron Man. So today I want you to declare boldly who you are. And you say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And with him, all things are possible. All things are possible. He is undisputed. With that, I'd like to close this out with some prayer tonight. Before I do, I know there may be some in this room tonight. There may be someone watching online if you're listening to this video. Some of this may be all be new to you. You may not even heard the gospel. You don't even know Jesus yet. But I want you to know that he loves you utmost more than anything in this world. And this undisputed victory that he has is for you. That he came to, to die, a real death. But guess what? He conquered that grave. He rose again. He's alive today, and he's there listening to every one of you in this room. He's there listening to you. If you're online, all you got to do is say, Jesus, here I am. And just like Gideon, he acknowledged, finally, he said, God, I'm sorry. Thank you for delivering them in my hand. He delivers all. He delivers all up. He crushes it. He crushes the sin. He crushes the condemnation. He crushes the guilt. He crushes the past the unforgiveness, the strife, whatever it may be in your heart that's been eating at you for years. God wants you to know today you have victory. So we're going to pray. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And it's as simple as acknowledging the fact that, you know, I believe that this God is real. I believe that Jesus is real. And I want him to be in my life because there's nobody else out there that's undisputed. There's nobody else out there that would go through all these lengths to call me a mighty warrior. He picked Gideon the least of the least. And today he wants you to know he's calling you. He's calling you. So every head in this room, we're going to just go bow your heads real quick, and we're going to say this prayer. I want everyone in this room, you can repeat after me, and if you're watching online, you can repeat this prayer after me as well. 
Say, dear Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died and rose again. And now you are alive, and I want you to live in me. Make me new. From this day forward, I'll never be the same. I will live for you. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Let's give everybody a hand clap right now if you said that prayer out there. Just contact the church office online. Let them know you said that prayer. We can guide you some direction. If you said that prayer in here tonight, you can see myself or the pastor, you know, catch us on the way out. Let us know you said that prayer. We have a prayer room across the hall. If you just swing by that door and hang out there a minute, stop at the, the connection point outside there. Anyway, tell somebody you said that prayer if you're in this room today. And also, like I said, if you're online, just please call the office and let us know. Now, before I dismiss the last final thing, I'm going to just pray a, a general prayer over everyone in here tonight as you guys go out and as you handle what's going on in this world, in your everyday lives, knowing that you are victorious. So if you'll join me in prayer and you'll be dismissed. Father, we're thankful for the opportunity to come tonight and gather under your name and to learn more about you, God, that who you are <laughs> is the awesome, all-powerful, undisputed God. We thank you for your love that's for everyone in this room. We thank you for your love that's for everyone watching, if they've been watching today. We thank you that you are on our side. We put our hope, we put our trust in you, Jesus. I know that in these trying times, that there's difficult things going on in this world. But God, we choose not to look at those difficult things. We look to you and know that you give us the source of strength to overcome. Knowing that the victory comes from you. So today we rest in that peace, we rest in that hope that we will not back down, but we will stand firm in our belief of who you are as our God, our deliverer, the almighty, undisputed champion forever. In your name, King Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.